What is this foolishness? How many dreams can you shape in a minute, an hour? The kind of clean you like best. Lost three of my teeth, too. All right, so you lost. Next time you win. Steamy, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating. Decorating. Okay. <laughs> you hear that shit? It's a beer popping up. Mike. Mike. We're live. I know. Oh, okay. He's <laughs> busy. There you go. Uh, folks at home, folks at home, how you doing tonight? Hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. I know we are. Uh, we've got a really, really good show lined up for you tonight. This is a special one. Uh, we've got Matt Foreman joining us. Uh, Matt is a retired Navy SEAL. Uh, he's going to be talking about an organization called Blue Force, and they do conservation like no one does. Very unique conservation, unique way they do it. Um, can't wait to talk to Matt. We also have good friend of the show, good friend of ours, Luke Duncan, coming on the second segment. And uh, we're going to catch up with Luke, but more importantly, Luke's got a really big announcement that he's going to break here tonight on Ike Live. So I'm very, very excited. He could have broke it anywhere on his own show. He could have did it on, uh, on, on, Bass, Talk, Bass, Talk Live. on Bass Talk Live. He could have did it on Pat's show. <laughs> but he chose here. He chose Ike Live. we got a great show. It's going to be a good one. Uh, uh, I hope you stay tuned the whole night. Oh, I don't know what that was. Sorry, uh, I was trying to share it on your... Oh, you're trying to share it. I, I like the uh, sound effect. Uh, got, a, got a great cast and crew tonight for you guys, and it feels so right to be back here together in studio as the quarantining is loosening up a little bit, went from six feet to five and a half feet. You <laughs> notice we're a little closer. And, uh, and we've got also have a rearranged studio. Shout out to Rebecca uh, for rearranged studio. Feels right. I feel it all the way down my plums. Sitting next to me, um, we've got Miss Rebecca uh, joining us for the first time in a long time starting the show with us. You've popped in a lot in the last two or three shows, but it's great to have you here from the very beginning. Thanks. <laughs> it's nice to be here. Good. Who are you wearing tonight? Zara. Zara. I have little parrots. Spook. I like Zara it. Spook. Dave told me to sit very politely with my legs Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Uh, and then to my right, we've got the one and only Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Fat, a.k.a. Worf. How you doing tonight, Dave? Excellent. Can't wait to talk to these guys. It's going to be a good show. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a good one. It's good, to have, it's good to have Becky back. Man. Yeah, it that is good to have That was a missed back. voice that we had. Yeah. Well, it feels like, uh, like a year, dude. Yeah, all of, all of you know, the last two, you know, I want to say uh, five, two to five months, it's been strange because our show is so very connected with this cast yeah. and the interaction. Sure. And to not have that, it feels good to start creeping back toward that, you know, and, and I like it. And it does feel good to have you back. 
So are you it's saying the, that you guys missed my annoyingness? We do. Yeah, we well, your point of view, I want to call it yeah. annoyingness. I call it point of view. Yeah. A woman's point of view is very <laughs> important in a lot of things. Uh, ah, but it's like, you know, it's like the Betty Ford of bass fishing, you know. Jesus. <laughs> 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 the Betty Ford yeah, well, of we don't, I don't know. I was trying to get somebody, you know, uh, who Betty knows Ford stuff. Betty Ford. She knows stuff. She does. You know? She does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we we ain't had a leg on the show in a while. We so. haven't had a leg. Yeah, just not riz, good just leg. Riz's hairy ass. Riz's hairy ass legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stinky ass so legs. How about that leg, everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Round of applause for Becky's legs. Round of applause for Becky's legs. Becky's legs. Okay, so I'll explain that. Becky's legs on the measured board. I got this amazing <laughs> paired outfit, and I really thought that it, it matched the colors of the organization that we were speaking with tonight. So Which is you, you know, force blue. Force, force blue. blue. I know, Mike's so dyslexic. I thought we just let that Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so I always, I always like to dress, you know, for what I, I like to match. You know, like you, you, you match the hatch. Right. I have to match who we're talking to. So I get this amazing outfit from Zara, and I put it on. I don't think I realized how many pounds I'd added on for during quarantine because I've had fun eating and drinking. And the waistband just seemed to go a little higher, and the shorts got a little higher. So I won't stand up during the, the show. So let me, ask you, let me ask you guys, what's the over-under if she went to Walmart with that outfit that if somebody would be trying to creep behind her with a phone? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, it would happen. <laughs> it would happen. It's, depending on where the Walmart was at. But yeah. if we're talking Bridgeton or Vineland, 100%. Like, like a Belmar Walmart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Belmar. Because everyone else is there in their pajama pants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of matching the hatch, uh, on IMs tonight, sitting to my left, we've got the Riz uh, with us. And Riz did a great job of matching the hatch. Won the BFL this yeah, weekend. Yeah, check out the Look at a trophy right there. Uh, Brian Carpenter, give me a little zoom in. Can we can we zoom? Hold that up, Rizzo. We can, actually. Let's do a little zoom. This is look at oh. it. Oh, we got there you go, Rizzo, champion, <laughs> BFL what? champion on the Chesapeake Bay. Riz, we're gonna talk to you in a little bit about that too. Want to get the update on that? That's a that's a big deal. A I, I'm serious. A two day event. That's a big deal. Mm. Like winning the stupid Chester County thing that we won. That's okay. You know what I mean. Winning a Thursday night is okay. That's a big deal. It's a really really big deal. I'm serious. Cool. It's a big deal. Sweet. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, pushing buttons tonight for us, making plays. And Brian Carpenter, i got to say, it sounds wonderful, feels wonderful, looks wonderful tonight. want to give you a lot of credit for that. We've got the one and only Brian Carpenter with us here tonight. I don't know who I just cheered more for, Brian, that he got the Zoom right, <laughs> or Riz for winning that trophy. Nah, Brian, Brian was right on that Zoom. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> They're yeah. both pretty important. Yeah, ac actually uh, – Actually, Andy, the Ginger Ninja, had a lot to do. Oh, with shout out to An Andy for helping us. <laughs> but we do have some audio echoes going on. I don't know. What we do. All right, well, we'll fix that. Uh, and last but not least, definitely not least, uh, joining us via Zoom, the one and only the co-host of the show, the us of the show, Pete Glusick. Pete, how you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing good. Doing good. Studio looks great. Um, Becky, great, great to see you and hear you, hear your voice in the show. Great to have you, Thank you. Uh, again tonight. And uh, and J and Riz, Riz did not win the event. He dominated Domination. the event by over eight and a half pounds. It's hard to do. That's that was uh, that's a spectacular win. Congratulations. Yeah, Rick. congrats, Riz. I I, I got to tell you, uh, explain to Riz, Pete, how hard it is to win that that kind of event because I've I've fished. God, I've, I've fished 50 or 60 BFLs early in my career, a lot. Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, for, for five, six, seven, eight years in a row, as many as I could get my hands on. And it's hard to win 
these things. It's difficult it's, to win. It, it's very hard. Um, when I, I didn't fish BFLs, I fished Federation uh, when I got started. And that was when I won a Federation tournament, that was a definitive moment. That, that, that get, helped my confidence. It brought me to a level that, you know, where I could, you know, think about pursuing things more because it's so hard to do. You try yeah. so much, you get so close, you can't figure out how to break through. And that was a one-day tournament. Yeah. Well, especially where right? you won, now, Pete, now, there was now, no split in any federation. Like, you had hammers man, yeah. back then, dude. Yeah. All yeah. the killers were in the same well, organization. Well, that's true. And, and But that was a one-day event. This was a two-day event. And, yes. you know, to see Rich actually caught the heaviest stringer each day of that event. It's awesome. Um, which, you know, I mean, that that was – and I know how he did it, and we talked, and it was a really unique pattern and, and uh, executed well, and, and you played right into the conditions. Um, yeah, it was that, – that was good. That was a good win. It's a really, really big deal. And, here's, uh, here's what I want to say. I'm, I'm, I'm a little pissed off because I've got two BFL – back then they were called Redman. I got two Redman wins, and they're little spittoons. Yeah. Remember they're, this? Yeah, they're gold spittoons. <laughs> this are. is a lot nicer. What they give you a spoon? Yeah, they get a spittoon. What's that? Like a, like a little, like the thing you spit in. Oh, that's disgusting. That's really? disgusting. That was the first place <laughs> yeah. trophy. Then this one's way better. Anybody from FLW, if you're listening right now, I want I want uh, replacements <laughs> for my spittoons, please. How, how deep is it, dude? We'll, we'll, dude, we'll I do, think, we'll I do think celebratory shots. Yes, chat, 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 celebratory shots out of that. Yeah, we listen. We got a great show for you tonight. Uh, your participation super, super important, and we're gonna have the IMs up. Please, want to hear from you for sure. And let me tell you, this show wouldn't be possible without some great companies that support it. Of course, the um, presenting sponsor of Ike Lives, Mystery Tackle Box. Uh, check it out. Uh, if, if you don't, you don't get, get this, this black, black box, box to your doorstep, to your doorstep once, once a month. You want to get it. It's, it's a great, great way to get, get some new baits, baits some, some really, really tricky, tricky stuff, stuff that nobody that else has. has. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. Brought to you by a flambeau maker of great tackle storage systems. Uh, Founders Beer, of course. You see a lot of solid golds on the table tonight. Uh, Founders Beer makes great beer. Uh, TH Marine, uh, Dr. Squatch, a man in today's world with everything going on. Get you some good soap. Get you some good soap. Um, Liquid Mayhem, scent does matter. Uh, tackle Warehouse, everybody I know uses Tackle Warehouse. A Hobie, of course, the Cadillac of kayaks, and we're gonna we're gonna catch up with Dave here in a second about a Hobie trip he had recently. Uh, Torquedo, uh, man, a lot of you know the Ike Live boat. A lot of you see Vegas the Hammer and his boat, uh, and you know the power of a Torquedo, a great electric-only motor, fastest boat on the water, quite frankly. And I saved this one for last. Um, one of the newest sponsors of Ike Live, and you're going to see us during the second segment break this bottle open right here, a tin cup whiskey. Uh, and I'm a whiskey lover as well as a beer lover, and i got to tell you, it's some good, good, amazing whiskey. Dave, wouldn't you agree? You had it in the last show as well. It's good stuff. Yeah, I was Tasty. ready to answer that until you told me second segment. <laughs> oh, no. Well, sure, you can have it now. No, I was, it's, it's delicious, man. It's good. It's, it's, it's awesome, dude. It's good. Like tin it. cup is yeah. it's amazing. If you like whiskey, you're going to want to try it. Um, one oh, uh, where am I here? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh I hear Brian talking over there. He's kind of messing me I up know, a little I'm bit. Trying to listen working to a, working through a technical thing. Oh, uh, working through a technical yeah. thing. Okay, D Dave. Oh, wow. So why we're working through this technical yeah. thing? 
you got a chance to go out on your kayak. But recently. we didn't we didn't preface it. You didn't talk about your kayak thing. Did I not? No. I thought there I did. There hasn't been a show since then, has there? I don't know. Riz, has there been a show since he got 12th place at the kayak event? Or would this be the first opportunity? This is the first. Is it really? Yeah, this is the first. Wow. Yeah. How about that? So why don't we pass it with that? That was oh. awesome, dude. All that right. Was. I forgot all about that. That's what the thing is. Yeah. You have to have a short memory in tournament fishing. Well, you know? when, when you have a show once every six months. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little hard to remember what you talked about. We're trying to do once every 12 months. But yeah. now we got it up to two. It's like the State uh, of the Union address. We I know. Well, <laughs> I can tell you, kayak fishing is really—it's it, you, you know. I mean, it, it, we got a lot of people watching that, that kayak fish. Yeah, we have a lot of people watching, and listening that don't get it and they don't kayak fish because they haven't gotten in one yet. Right. It is really amazing yeah. to be at the ground level with the fish. You, you know that that fight. You know, seeing that fish in your face like that—the whole thing I love. But you know, this was the first chance I had to actually go and compete. You know, and and go and. Do it the right way, right? So I entered yeah. this tournament. It was a Hobie BOS event. It was on the Upper Susquehanna River. Um, there was 112 competitors from all over the country. We actually had, I think we had Californians. We had people from Maine, people from Texas. But you had local hammers. And local hammers all mixed together. Yeah. Uh, Christine Fisher, um, all these anglers that are big names in the kayak world were there. So... I ended up having about a day and a half to practice. And, again, I wanted to do it the right way, right, because I've heard other pros had fished kayak events before. Uh, and, you know, like they were getting this bad name because they were going out and practicing their bass boat. You know, they were just finding all these places. <laughs> they were practicing for a week. Yeah. You know, and certainly here I could have borrowed a jet boat and spent four or five days practicing. And yeah. I decided I didn't want to do that. I you completely to. could have. You have the means to oh, sit yeah. there for an entire week. Yeah. You have a camper. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah I could have. But I, but I didn't want to do it. I wanted to yeah. really compete the right way, do it right. So it was like a learning curve. You know, I had, I, I had you know, day and a half basically to practice and didn't really know the rhythm of practicing because it's so hard. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't do 80 to a spot. You literally, you have to pick yeah. an area. And then you got to sort of commit to it. Yeah. And then if you want to leave, you have to put it on the truck or put it in the back of the truck or put it yeah. on the trailer. You have to drive. Yeah. So anyway, fished the tournament. I had a solid tournament. I came in 12th out of 112. So I was really, really excited, really happy that in, in my first event I had a good finish. Uh, I had a money finish. Um, like I said, learned a lot. Yeah. Learned a lot. Like there are three or four things that I will do better in the next one that I fish. So there's that, and then there's really just, and I told Beck this, uh, there's the appreciation where these guys are good. I think kayak anglers, you know, like this, these leagues sort of had, you know, people were skeptical that, ah, oh, these are just, yeah, these are weekend warriors. They're not yeah. really that good. Yeah, schleps. Nah, dude. These dudes are good, good, good. The guy that won my event, Jody Queen, has won, shit, everything there is to win in the kayak world. So yeah. he's not a fluke. Christine Fisher had a sixth place to finish. She she finished, uh, you know, right there in the top. How had, about that? Had a chance to win. She's legit. She's legit. Yeah. She's so good. Uh, and, I mean, that was a big eye-opening thing for me was that these anglers here are just as good as anglers in, you know. It's just a different form. It's just a different format. That's all yeah. it is. But, but the skill level is the same. 
And I had a blast. I can't. I cannot wait to do my my next one. I really can't. What is the next one? Do you know? So the next one they have actually have two. They have one on Lake Dardanelle coming up in a few weeks in Arkansas. Then yeah. they have one on the Coosa River, uh, which is in September. Ooh. Yep, uh, down on Coosa uh, in uh, Alabama. And then they have the the final event, which is called this Last Chance mm-hmm. Tournament, is in Knoxville, Tennessee. And it's probably going to be on the Loudon Teleco chain somewhere there. So uh, you know, I I know all three of those. It looks like looks like my best chance to fish the next one will be that one. Will be the Loudon Teleco one in Knoxville. So can't wait. It's going to be okay. good. But so that was up on the Upper Susquehanna. I got home from that. I talked to you a little bit. We texted. We talked, and I said, Dave, they're fighting up there, eating top waters. It was like insane. So you yeah. got a chance to go up. A couple yeah. So. Times. Yeah, I, I I took my wife up there. We brought, yes. we brought the yaks up there. We launched uh, we launched right around. Where now, did you sta- camp or these were just day trips? No, they were day trips. Okay. We went up because we still have the kids at home being pain in the ass. You know, like <laughs> they're not old enough to leave alone yet. So <laughs> we had to, uh, you know, we launched kind of where the st- everyone knows where the Statue of Liberty is. There. Oh yeah. There's like a miniature Statue of Liberty. They gave like a pink. They painted the sash pink on the Statue of Liberty. Did I don't they? Know why they did that? I didn't yeah. notice that. But anyway, uh, yeah, we were right around those pools. And it's neat because it's all day long top water. Oh yeah, bluebird skies. It's awesome, all day long. Doesn't matter. It's all you're throwing, you <laughs> yeah. know. And it's uh, it, it it it's it's different, man. It's yeah. way different. It's so cool. It's cool. But my wife caught a gorilla. Gorilla. Uh, yeah, I could hear her screaming from the distance, and I couldn't really see. And I'm pedaling towards Does she her. Have a fish she's up she drowning. Now she had a monster, <laughs> dude. She got the best one. She had the biggest fish. Yeah, wow. Like a true twenty plus incher for it, the river, which is a giant. I it mean, that's. That's a it four to five so pound fish. You know? Fat, like it wow. was. It was crazy. And it's uh, what was the bait of choice? Buzz baits. We were black buzz baits oh, that no day. Then I went wow. back another day, and they wouldn't eat. They wouldn't eat the buzz bait, and they were eating. Uh, they were eating like you know poppers type type yeah. meals. Wow, huh. breaching the water for it, coming out like a foot out of the water for it, and breaching. Oof. You know, pretty rad Melody. stuff, man. Melanie has rides her have been own because you got to go through the Philadelphia traffic for us. But other than that, it was all right, man. I really, I really enjoyed it. Mm. What'd you say, Pete? Uh, does Melanie have her own kayak, Dave? You guys? Yeah, yeah. That's the, so cool. Yeah, my, 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 Mike, uh, Mike kicked me a uh, Mike kicked me an outback, and that's what she fishes out of. Which I got to tell you, in terms of like fishing there, yeah. And, and now this is going to be like inside the numbers kayak stuff. The PA kayaks are heavier, they're bigger, they, and they draft deeper. They do. The outbacks much much shallower draft. I agree with that. And I, if I were going to compete. Yeah. There ever, yeah. I would fish out of the Yatback, yeah. not, not the PA. Well, in fact, a lot of the top finishers in that last tournament, these are Hobie guys that have lots of Hobies. And I, I want to say three of the top ten finishers fished out of inflatable Hobies. Wow. Specifically for that event. Yeah. And I can't remember the model wow. number of they make one that's inflatable. Yep. And wow. it makes a lot of sense, you know? Makes a lot of, of sense. Of the draft. Because the inflatable drafts less? Yes. Why, why does it make sense? Drafts drafts less. It's lighter. Yep. Okay. You know, wow. You know, like well, Dave will tell you, um, when we were there, the water was actually low, but on the rise a little bit. And Dave sounded like it was lower when Way you were low, there. Way low, Pete. You, you drop down these pools, Pete, and... Yeah, you have to you have to get out and you have to walk your kayak and pull it and you're pulling it over rocks and if you have cheap reef <laughs> shoes like I do, your feet are being smashed. You're stepping huh. on these sharp rocks. It's it's treacherous, man. Like I, if I go back there again, I'm gonna have the outback 
and I'm going to have a decent pair of reef shoes on. I'm not going to have them cheap ones I have. Would you wear like your 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 New Balances? No, I have I have, I have like a pair of like water shoes that like you know you see yeah. you see the South Philly guys walking <laughs> around the beach in them. Yeah. Like I have a pair of them. <laughs> they're nothing spectacular and they're awesome for where we live. Yeah. But if you're trying to tread on rock yeah. and current. Nah, man. Not so you, much. Not so much heels. Nah, I got knocked them. off my feet a couple times, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Slap, dude. Look, look at my elbow. I broke my elbow. Out there. Look at that thing. What is that? I broke. Holy hell! Get us, <laughs> Brian the Carpenter. Get a close-up oh of that God. thing. Look it at that thing. Like, it doesn't even look like an elbow. It looks Hang like on. a tumor. What the hell yeah. is that thing? Nah, I'm pretty sure I broke my arm. Is that a fatty egg sack? <laughs> I just, I just ate it. What the hell is that? I had oh, my God. Broke your arm. I had road sodas. All the shit. No, but I, like, fell back. Jesus. I slipped, and, yeah, I, like. No wonder you wanted to start oh. drinking tin cup soon. <laughs> Got top no, You know what, though? No. I never had anything drained. I, I'm pretty sure it's mostly all fluid. You know, I got to have that drain. It's problem. just a bit of a flesh wound. Yeah, you can. Yeah, it, it, it feels like a fake boob. Ah! <laughs> oh! Dave's got a teat on his elbow. Dave's boob elbow. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Dave's boob elbow on the knock. Audience. I have a knocker. Uh, <laughs> that's disgusting. Um, where do we go knocker? from there? I don't know. Where do we go from there? Uh, I do want to remind everybody, uh, if you're watching over on Facebook right now, of course, we have the like and share contest that we run every week. And please, if you're watching on Facebook, just like and share the feed. If you do that, Riz is going to put you in a contest here, a little drawing yep. to randomly, uh, we're going to pick a winner to win the Ike Live gift bag. This thing, Beck, what would you say? Give me, a, give me a weight estimate on that, 20, 30 pounds? At least. Yeah. Uh, and we've 20, 26.5. We've got products in here from uh, TH Marine, Dr. Squash, Liquid Mayhem, Flambeau, uh, founders, uh, all kinds of stuff in here from all our sponsors. I mean, it's a giant bag. It's a giant yeah. bag. It turns Becky's outfit yeah. into a Victorian gown uh, just by standing it does. with it. It does. It does. Right. And what the hell? And I, m I missed this the first round, Brian. But put put Pete back on for a second. Yeah. We also have Bass University prizes in here, and Bass University oh, wow. is a supporter of Like Live Show as well. And Pete, I'll put you on the spot for a second. You've got the BU hat on the night. BU's got some. Great stuff going on right now. I know you guys just filmed with Kevin Van Dam. How was that? What do you guys got going on over there at BU? Well, it's uh, yeah, that was a great that was a great shoot. I, I I learned a lot, and I think the people that watch uh, this content when we release it are, are really going to be impressed. We talked a little bit about it on on Bass Live, and the uh, you know the first release is going to be how he fishes that twenty to forty foot zone as efficiently as he fishes in that shallow zone and wow. he's, he's developed some techniques there that i think are are really kind of unique of well, i know they're kind of unique because i've never seen them before and um and we've got a definitive uh you know jerkbait class from kevin that is going to be a must see you know jerkbaits for all seasons that's all coming that guys that's in the editing suites right now mm. uh and it's going to be released uh I believe this week is our target for the first release. I think we're going to hit that on Tuesday. And um, and that's what's happening. We've got the brand new app. If you haven't downloaded the app yet, uh, do that. I know my partner, Tim, from this BFL is a, is a longtime Bass University subscriber. Uh, so wow. shout, out, shout out to Tim. And a lot of Bass U subscribers at the BFL way, and everybody came over and, you know, went out of their way to, to say hi and, and – uh, you know, a very appreciative of what we're putting together out there at Bash U. So I want to thank all of them. Pete. And, uh, and what you got, Dave? Let me ask you something, dude. Like, when you're fishing with Kevin, right, like, 
there probably won't be as anyone in this information age as prolific as as he, right? Because he figured this all out before everyone had wide, uh, wide, wide grasp of all the information that people can put out there. Like, what's it like fishing with like a dude that probably won't be duplicated, man? Like, are you are you starstruck by it? I am starstruck by him. Uh, I I that's one of the guys that I've always been because I I've been chasing him since the beginning of my career, you know, and it's. I've, I've been fascinated by how he's been able to be so consistent. And, you know, I'd, I'd be honest, he moves a lot like Mike. Mike and him share a lot um, that they they move uh, very efficiently. Like Mike moves fast, I would extremely fast and never stops. Kevin, it moves efficiently and never stops. They're just it's just nonstop movement. Uh, you know, one of the simplest things, Dave, one of the most impressive things that is just so basic and simple. He casts further than anybody I've ever fished with. <laughs> well, he's like just flat out. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> he, he, I think he's six two, six one, six I, two. He's, he's like a minute bowl of bass yeah. fishing. Yeah. I'm, still, yep. I'm, I'm six three. I thought he was bigger than me. Whatever. Uh, but I, I made him talk. Tell me about it. I'm like yeah. Kevin. How are you doing that? Like, and and I don't know that he really knows how he does it. Maybe he has tell, like gorilla like, arms. Maybe. <laughs> they they he his elbows are in. His elbows are tight, and it's all about rod tip speed, and he gets that bait. I'm telling you, he gets it 20 yards further than me on every cast, and um, and he just does it over and over and over and just, you know, makes it look effortless. Yeah. Huh. Alligator uh, arms versus ostrich legs. That's a really e- – if there's anybody listening right now that's like, you know, damn, how can I get better? That's such an easy measurable to, like, yeah. improve your game. I mean, if – if if you can cast twenty feet farther every time, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Well, his his like, deal there's mechanics was a, in baseball. There's mechanics in all sports. Yeah, like, his deal his deal was always numbers. Mm-hmm. If you can make more cast and you can cast further mm-hmm. than the other guy, you got a way better chance of catching fish. Yeah, yep. that's that's just simple mathematics. Yeah, you know? but you got to reel it in twenty feet more. You do. Yeah, yeah. and so that and, takes longer. and he does. He does, but he, and he's tr- and he he's triggering strikes during the entire cast, like uh it's it's always erratic it's always unusual um you know that's that was noticeable in his fishing organization like you know i i mean that boat's been around all season and his tackle everything is in its exact place and i you know i struggle in that department i'm i was great admirer (laughs) of, of his organization one one of the things that was interesting, and Mike, I wanted to ask you this because I know I suffered like tendonitis for like a year. Um, if it's a jerk bait tournament, oh my god! By the end of four or five days, like my joints are just screaming. He doesn't have any of that. Yeah. And as much as he like hold jerk bait for like seven days in a row, yeah. and he doesn't have any discomfort, no, no pain. Um, Nothing. He's like know? a cousin. He's like a cousin to Jesus or something. He doesn't have any facial hair. He's like Johnny Quest when you look at him. Like he's... Johnny Quest. <laughs> yeah. like he's That's a strong pull, dude. Wow. <laughs> Johnny Quest. Pete, what kind hey, of hair he grills does he mean, use? Bur- he grills a mean burger too. Of course uh, he does. Of course he does. I bet you avocados grow the size of freaking softball. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a good possibility. But champs are champs, right? Like he's a champ. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, well, so awesome. Beck, that's you what, got the uh, that's, fruit that's flies what's too, happening huh? To you. Yeah, you see me picking them out of my drink, dude. They're unbelievable, yeah. right? Yeah, 
Is talking? everybody you got fruit oh, fly yeah, fruit invasion? Fruit fly invasion. Right no, what are you now? talking about? Fruit like, flies. like how are they up here? The how are they possibly up here? Oh, uh, well, my house my is invaded. It's one of my beer. Right like there. where do they come from? Enjoying the founders. Nah, but oh, he's drunk. He hey, just said some founders. Hey, what I got to see. We got some people listening. We got this invasive uh, Japanese moth called the spot Atlantic oh. fly. Right? Listen, that's the moth we saw. No, Brian the you're supposed to kill him, right? Yeah, you're, we you're we not, weren't killing them. They're like snakehead. We saw. Thousands. They're very clumsy. Guess what I got to watch? I crashed into a bush with my kayak, <laughs> I, I, and, and <laughs> two of them fell out, and landed in the water. Bluegill? I watched bluegill because they can't. They don't have. They don't have agility. And I watched. I watched the fish smash them. So the bluegill ate them. I don't know what ate them, but they got slapped. Okay. Yeah. We saw but bluegill. They got ate? We yeah, saw they got bluegill ate. getting them. Okay. Because they're I, clumsy. Like, I was at Merrill, like a week yeah. ago. It was after the time I was with you, Mike. Yeah. There was a hundred thousand of them on the water when I was there with Taylor. By the end of the day, like it started out in the morning, there weren't that many. By the yeah. end of the day, they covered the entire freaking lake. I had them riding up my line and, and jamming up my eyelets <laughs> on my rod. How does oh that God. even happen? They're just bouncing off you, they're landing on your shoulder. They, as the day went on, they got bolder and uh, more attitude. How is that? I got I to I I I sit in my garden attitude. for half a day to see one hummingbird, and these things are just reproducing like rats. <laughs> Dude, there was. There was like Rats. literally a hundred hundred thousand of them. Wow! Well, they more. must not be eating them in Merrill. Them, them spoiled. I'm surprised right. the smallmouth aren't coming. They up weren't and popping them. them. And weird. when they hit the water, there was a little little oil ring come off of them. Uh, little maybe, tiny faint oil maybe ring. Maybe it has something to do with that. I it figured, might. I maybe they don't taste good. Totally figures. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah. I do want to. I want to. I, I know we're we're doing a lot of catch up here, and I can't <laughs> wait. I can't <laughs> wait to talk to Matt <laughs> here in a second. But um, I do want to take a second, and since we got Pete and and Riz here at both the same time. How how that tournament go? I just want to get the load on because both you guys did not have a lot of practice for this event, right? I know Pete, you had a couple trips out in the river. Riz, you had about a day or so to practice. That yeah. was it. Yeah. How was the tournament? It's extremely tough. Give me give me the update on this event. Well, I, I'll go first. I'll let the champ close on this one. But um, yeah the 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 bay was actually fishing. You know the the. I, I had like a day and a half of, of full out practice is what I had. I broke the boat in and uh, which was awesome. Um, the bass cat with the Yamaha was just a, you know, amazing tool. But I, I, I fished down to Sassafras, checked out some water I hadn't been to be in quite a while. And, uh, but the flats were really putting out some quality fish. And I felt that um, I had found two groups of fish that were going to be very competitive in that tournament. And, what had we got a, we got a pretty strong southwest wind that that kept the tide up when we launched the it was almost in the parking lot the mm -hmm. water level and um and you know that really you know for the areas that i was fishing it you know i i knew to, that that was going to be trouble for me so i i knew to scramble and i just uh, i scrambled and um and did what i could and and you know kind of Rest, I spent a little bit too much time chasing those grass patterns that just would not materialize because the tide didn't, wouldn't go out for me and, um, and it wouldn't concentrate the fish. So I scrambled. That's how I caught my fish. I mean, I just junk fished high tide patterns and, um, and caught what I caught. It came up a, a little bit short of the cut, but, uh, but that was tough. It reminded me of what you guys faced when the elites were here, where the flats just, you know, were not a dominant factor in that tournament. Mm, yeah. Um, but uh, you know that was that was my experience. It was fun. It was great fishing with everybody, and uh, and um, you know I was 
I was impressed and, uh, you know, really proud of Riz for, for what he was able to accomplish and, you know, to, to crush him like that in the face of really tough conditions. That was pretty strong. Yeah. Did you, did you fish everything that you fished? Was it stuff you found in your single day of practice or was it yeah. stuff that you've had history on or did stuff you just I, go fishing or fresh, fresh stuff I found. So, um, <clears throat> as you guys know, I've been without a boat for a little over a month. Um, Thursday night, and shout out to Jim Jim Schmucker's Fiberglass Repair. Those guys stayed. Jim, in, these guys stay, stayed in the shop Jim. and got my rig squared away. They, I didn't go pick it up on Thursday night until ten thirty at night, and uh, so I ended up I ended up rigging the boat until about two thirty in the Wawa parking lot because the light, you know, the light shines <laughs> down. It's so bright. I don't have I don't have lights in my driveway, so I ended was up, that was that Pete's <clears throat> favorite Wawa. Uh, this is Riz's favorite Wawa. Riz's favorite Wawa. Shout out to Wawa Lawnside, <laughs> White Horse Pike. Um, so I got the boat rigged by like two thirty. Did they come out at any point? No, nah, I I put it in the I I parked long ways in the section where they had the cones, so that you know that there was nobody service in that area. <laughs> they, they just left me alone. They're used to seeing me. But <laughs> so they bring you out a hoagie? No, a uh, cup of coffee would have been nice, uh, but they didn't. Maybe next time. Um, so I got the boat rigged up by like two thirty. Hopped, hopped in the truck at like four and went and fished from dark to dark on Friday. Outran storms all day. Found two areas that had fish, you know, um, and uh, just rotated between the two. I, you know, I had one real good area on the flat and then one uh area off the flat you know a backwater area that yeah. that had fish but didn't quite have the same size as the flat so both mornings i started out on the grass you know you always say start on your best stuff yeah and uh day one i my first bite of the day on the on the my best stuff was a was a 411 oh my god <clears throat> and then i went about an hour and a half without a bite i let the tide get running to what i had the same practice when i found the backwater area when i had the tide running out i was able to get bites pretty consistently on a clear cut clear cut pattern it was identifiable of okay this is how i'm going to catch it right back there right and uh pretty much as soon as i got into the backwater stuff i filled out my limit well it didn't i didn't fill it out right away it took you know an hour or so hour and a half to fill it out and i had in my head on day one that i wanted to be back on the flat by 11:45 a.m because we had until 2.45 to fish, and mm. the water would be running out. So I got back out on the flat day one, called out everything that I caught in the backwater area except for one fish, because I caught one in the backwater that was like a four and a half. Wow. But the other three were, were babies. Yeah. And I, so I got rid of them on the flat. And then the second day was the same deal. Today I started out on, uh, on this little key area that was actually a, a hard grass edge that was – really unique because it the grass edge formed a horseshoe and so everywhere else on the flat if the tide is going in or the tide is going out you can predict what way the grass is going to be laying right, right. because it, you know what ways the tide's running well at this spot it was always laying the opposite of what you would expect it to mm. be on the rest of the flat because the water where the horseshoe formed it eddied mm. on the flat there was an actual eddy of water yeah. in, in, a, in grass and Ooh. It was one of the I only thought. areas that I found that still had that still had milfoil growing, and uh, so that was like super key. I got one bite there this morning. It was like three and a half, and then twenty minutes later, I actually hooked another big one and lost it, and that kind of spun me out for a little bit. Ran into the backwater, filled out the limit, 
went straight back to the flat as soon as I filled out the limit this time. And then uh, slowly started picking away. And late in the day, I was sitting on about, I don't know, 11 pounds or so. I made an adjustment to the other side of the grass line and switched over from a chatterbait to a spinnerbait and uh, actually was burning it on top like I would, like you do fishing for smallmouth up on Champlain, just, you know, cooking it. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I started doing that, I had a three and a half, just absolutely torched this spinnerbait, just knock it backwards <laughs> and, you know, dug into it. Got that one in the net. You know, that, that, at that point, I, I didn't realize that I was going to win by eight pounds, but, yeah. you know, I, I, I thought I was going to have to have another bag to win. So at that point, I was like, all right, I got a, I got a shot. You know, I still got to get rid of, still got to get rid of two more little ones. But if I get rid of one of them, I'm in good shape. And I kept going down that grass line and got rid of both of them. And, you know, on the third one that I caught, I just, you know, it, it went in the net, hit the bottom of the boat, and I just, like, collapsed. <laughs> I That's just, awesome. Like, Riz, can I just bring you back? What, like, what kind of kit did you run on the spinnerbait? Like, what kind of line? What, what size uh, was the blade? Um, so I throw a, a 7'4", F90474B, <laughs> uh, cash and rods. Uh, it's, a, it's a medium heavy. It's a medium heavy with a fast tip. It's pretty parabolic. It's, I throw – so I, I use that rod for my – from my chatterbaits, my spinnerbaits, my traps. I throw a Senko with a big weight on there. What size nine? A 15-pound Berkeley trial. How heavy was the blade? Half. What made you What made you want to wake it? Uh, just because there's so much. So the, the grass was like a hard wall, like a straight-up like wall of grass. And then there was like a shelf. It was like a wall. And then three or four feet down, there was like a, a shelf that kind of tapered down. So I had my boat in like six feet, and I was casting to the edge of the grass. And I knew that the fish, you know, should be on the edge of that grass because the tide was low. So if I let it get down too far, I would just get hung up in the grass, you know, and just be fighting it. So I was like, I'm just going to burn it like I'm fishing smallmouth or something. And, uh, you know, I, I had started off kind of slow and twitching it, and that wasn't working. And then literally the first cast that I just started steady reeling, it just got torched. It just got wow. absolutely blitzed. And That's cool. So, you know, that was, uh, that was when I, when, when those three bites hit the net, you know, I knew that I was in good shape mm -hmm. and, uh, it, it was like, <laughs> I, I literally collapsed after the third one. I just, <laughs> you know, laid on the deck of the boat for a second and my co-angler, you know, he looked at me, he's like, you, you, you got this, you know, like I had, the guy I had today with me was, his name is Mube. He's, uh, he's been doing this for a while. He's seen, yeah. you know, the you know probably highs and lows in it and uh you know so when he told me that i probably had a good shot to win i felt good awesome. I, I left the spot with like 30 minutes to go took a nice slow boat ride pete there was no like there was that. no rooster tail going 65 yeah. this time on the way and it was it was trimmed down just kind of easing on through the cadillac waves. ride in. yeah yeah that's yeah. awesome so I've never, I've never seen this in Riz's boat. Uh, <laughs> Slow-moving Riz's boat. Yeah, it's awesome. Any yeah, smallmouth caught? Seventy or zero? No, no nah. smallmouth. Pete, no smallmouth. I that that's my big regret, Mike. And as I, you know, chew on it, the that I had found some smallmouth um, that I didn't. I never fished during the tournament. I I just felt like you know I misplayed. That I didn't. I, I thought it would take more weight than it did to make the cut. You know, yeah. so that was error in judgment of me not going for smallmouth purposefully. Uh, so I never, I never made a cast for him during the tournament. Mm -hmm. About that. I don't know about the other guys. 
Interesting. I did. I, I was close enough. I was fishing close enough to the Susquehanna River. I did see a few boats uh, venture venture up the river. Right. Did you guys hear what Rich caught out on the flat? Oh. On a chatterbait. No. Caught a walleye. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Keeper walleye. That's crazy. Yeah, he's gonna catch the grease tomorrow night. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Very yep. interesting. Must have drifted down. <clears throat> I don't know. And he paid the price. He did. <clears throat> yep. He ate that chatterbait. Paid the price. And you know you're you know you're around the winning fish when there's walleye in the mix. That's right. Out there. Yeah. Everything's right. out there. Wow. Catching everything out there. Believe it or not, the walleye was actually as far east as you can go on the flat, like as far away from the river as you could be. Wow. Yeah, like in eelgrass. Like, it's bizarre. Hey, maybe maybe it was a weak fish. <laughs> yeah, was coming up, but... coming up from maybe it was a Coney Island whitefish, and you didn't know. Yeah, yeah, could have been. Team No Fish says, that Reese, "Did you yeah. break dance?" No, I didn't break dance. Yeah, uh-huh. an Ita- Italian walleye is a weaky. <laughs> 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 All right, now we 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 literally caught up with everybody else. Beck, um, we're gonna take a small break, and then we're gonna get to Matt finally. Uh, before we do that, though, I do want to catch up with you. Let everybody know what what do you, what what's been going on with you. I wanna I wanna. Do want to give you a shout out? You built a wall this weekend, <laughs> which was <laughs> what kind of wall are we talking about? Mr. Gorbachev, turn on this wall. You actually built a wall. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, that's pretty amazing. I'm proud of you for building a wall. Thank you. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's impressive. Right, Cancel so, Becky. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I built a wall because. We decided a year ago that we were going to build a pool. Right. We should give the backstory. Right. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, this so isn't a wall to keep Mike's friends from, <laughs> from getting <laughs> in the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that's coming. Oh, yeah. well. It's going to be a lot keep, taller. Keep, keep even going to have a t-shirt. Keep Mike's friends out again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really actually need a wall. All I need is a sign that basically says, like, Beer and boobies this way, and you guys be like, oh, okay, right there, really, and you just drive the other way. Beer and boobs. So, anyways, we decide to put in a pool, sign the contract in like December. Of course, COVID hits, we don't get the pool. It finally starts the pool. The the landscapers finally start and come to find out. I will take the blame for this. I hired the world's worst landscapers. Shout out to the worst landscapers in the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> like. You got it's their card? still not finished. <laughs> I still haven't heard from them in over a month. Like, I mean, I could go on. This, this was a nightmare. And, um, but one of the things that kind of needed to happen was the, the backside of the pool to where the drive is that comes out of the back of the barn was just a slope and needed to be held up or the dirt and the mulch were going to erode down into the drive, what have you. So I decided I'm just going to build this wall. No one else is going to build the wall. I'll build yeah. the wall. So Mike was fishing Sunday. I got my cinder block and everything and all my all my stuff and I dug it all out. I leveled it and I got all the cinder blocks placed and level and put the coping on the top. Yeah. It was really impressive. I'm t- I'm telling it, Dave. It was like y- you know, you you're handy in your yard with landscaping <laughs> shit too. And I got back. I fished all day with Riz last Sunday and I got back and I was like, "Holy hell, did you actually do You know what I mean? I looked at him like, "Did you actually do that?" It's level. It's beautiful. It just blended in. I'm like, damn. It's 28 feet of wall. It's pretty I impressive. Did, I just don't know who told you how I get into the backyard because I went around to come here today and I found a wall blocking my entry. Like that's <laughs> yeah. how that's how the friends enter the yard. Like she blocked <laughs> off our only way in, dude. Like I, I, I didn't even know. Now I know the backstory to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
Yeah, man. But yeah, so build a wall. It was now, awesome. the worst part is, is that the next day, the builder brought sod to help me cover up the Kneel construction zone Get rid that, of our tracks. that we still had. Yeah. But I didn't realize how not strong my hands are from lifting all those cinder blocks. Yeah. So I'm like trying to roll sod out the next day and carry it. I've like that. What's that muscle? Your thumb muscle? Uh, that's the corporal pichialis. Yeah. I, <laughs> Wait, really? It was so yeah. sore. Oh, I'm impressed. Dave. I could grab nothing. Somebody <laughs> Google that. Corporal. <laughs> There's uh, no way that's true. Corporal Pichialis. Pichialis. It's more Dave bullshit. Really good though. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, that would have been better if you like it was this. Like. No, I just thought of corporal tunnel syndrome, and I don't know. I came up with Pinky Ellis. Boss, you corporal. Yeah, you get the corporal Pinky Ellis. Brian, real quick too, I, I did want to catch up with you. You've uh, been fishing up Merrill a lot lately, yeah. including today. You got to fish with uh, one of our old really good friends, still yeah. still our friend, e. Eric the intern. I did. Uh, shout out to E, A, if you're watching, and uh, got to run the Torquedo for a few days. That's pretty awesome. Oh, dude, yeah. Ran the heck out of it today. Ran it ran it all over the lake, chasing them. Run it down to 0%? I did. Wow. Really? Yeah. How, yeah. How, I, wow. I mean, yeah, I, I ran, probably ran too much. It was, uh, so it was a really tough bite, right? Yeah. We're, we're, we're post front. The weather, uh, the water temp dropped 10 degrees up there in a week. Um, you know the, the place is tough as it is already. It, it, it's a tricky fishery. Um, so I've been going up there for the last month, like, you know, once a week I've been going up there and trying to figure the place out. So probably figured out a little too much and spent today <laughs> chasing every single thing that I thought, well, maybe this, well, maybe that, maybe that. Yeah. Buddy Jesse McGee, shout out to Jesse, second time up there, put the trolling motor down and just went down the bank around the lake until it was time to head back in. And got three bites, three good ones. Three uh three smallmouth for twelve pounds. Wow. What was and, he, what was he just netting or dropping whoa. or drop shotting or I, I think know Jesse probably spinnerbaiting, huh? I think one of everything. Wow. Like I said, junk fish. I know he got one on a spy bait. Wow. On a, on a duo spy bait. And uh on the bank? Is it is it like bluff or uh, dude, it's it's deep. Okay. Yeah. Twenty feet off the bank can be like forty foot of water in some spots. Is there grass? There's some grass. I fished bit every like single bit of that grass today. Well, how'd you and Stepson do? Did you get any? We did. We uh <laughs> me and Stepson got three bites all day. <laughs> and uh Put two in the boat for about four pounds, and that was good for nothing place. <laughs> <laughs> three, three boats came in with uh, three fish. Valdez and Stu went up, and that was Valdez's first time. Stu's, what, second or third time, and, and they caught three. And uh, Johnny was, dude, check us out, was uh, free rigging the Bellows Gill. Oh. Yup. The, the big, the medium size, the medium size. The the, did yep. Johnny the and Taylor? Eight. Did Johnny and Taylor cash? No, I think I think they didn't. Oh, okay. They had three for like four pounds. Well, good job anyway, Johnny <laughs> and Taylor. But Stu threw through the big glide bait a lot today, and had like five or six followers. Stuart in the trees. I wow. fished with Jesse before. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, Jesse's Jesse's cool dude. Yeah. But yeah, so they you know they they. But it was tough, dude. Yeah. It tough was story. tough. Yeah. Donnie Sniffle wants to know, did Brian call Vegas for information? <laughs> no, but I, I tried. I, I wore his hat hoping that some of it would rub off. I actually probably needed <laughs> needed him in the boat instead of me or Eric or one of us. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but he's heroed and zeroed there. Yes. Right. Yeah. Vegas yeah. there, yeah. too. It's yeah. a humbling lake. It is. A very man. humbling lake. I mean, I, I chased every single bite that I thought it could be. I was offshore. The only bait that I could find consistently was like, in a hundred foot of water, 
wow. like 30 feet yeah. down. Right. But like nothing that, you know, and if the fish were out there underneath of that, I don't feel confident enough to try to right. target them. Right. It's neat on a haystack for me at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? I still got to get more dialed on electronics to right. be able to fish that. Right. Brian, Big Nasty's Worst Nightmare says, stop giving up the juice. <laughs> the juice. Giving up the juice. <laughs> That's what we do. There you go. There There's you the go. juice right there. Um, Brian, let's do this. Why don't we take a break? We're going to take a break. Why don't we take a little break? Let's Hang break. in there with us. We're going to take a break. And let's when we break. come back, we're going to have uh, Matt, uh, Matt join Foreman. us. Matt Foreman is going to join us from Force Blue. Force See, Blue. I got it right that time. Derek, I said it the right oh, yes. way. And want to remind you, we are drinking Founders Solid Gold tonight. Uh, Founders has an app. It's the Founders app. Go download that. When you download the Founders app, they're going to let you know the closest place to your house where you can get some of this delicious beer. Yes. So hang in there with us when we come back. More Ike Live. Woo! Four and a half inch drop shot worm. Bama bug. Finesse jig, PB&J. Oh, Give me some card. Hey, KVD yeah, here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerk bait and a stick bait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about Calculus. And he knows a lot about Calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog. Exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Oh, is he in my pocket? There's a special place in our hearts for the tools of the trade. They're what we prep for a good day on the water. They're what we clean after a good day in the field. Flambeau's patented Z-Rust technology protects the gear of today from rust and corrosion. Z-Rust, for the performance of tomorrow. Preserve. Perform. Repeat. hard to catch your fish. TH Marine has two products to ensure your fish survive. The Oxygenator injects 100% pure oxygen into your live well. That increases fish survival by 35%. For the perfect combo, add G-Juice live well treatment. It calms fish, stops bleeding, removes ammonia, and replaces slime coat. Get an Oxygenator and G-Juice and keep your fish alive. 